Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet with one host and two snowman mirrors that say whatever he wants to hear. Yeah, we whatever do. Whatever he wants to yeah, hear. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, nice. Based on the last couple of episodes, that is definitely a lie. <laughs> it's the Noobs and the Hoobian. My name is Austin, I'm the Hoobian, these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who, who haven't. haven't. So is that what, what you wanted me to say? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> That's exactly what I wanted to hear. How did you know? Uh, Welcome uh, to episode number 99. Uh, Holy cow, guys. It's the last time that I have to write zero in front of the episode number for it to file correctly. Oh. I can actually just write one zero zero next time. So you're still going to have to write. But out of habit. A digit. It's two zeros this time. But it hasn't been bah. like that for 80 episodes. <laughs> Wait, is there in a thousand? If oh, we get Lord. to a thousand episodes, I'm okay with breaking the numbering system at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to start oh, over. And once we hit 999, great. I think we're just, all out of Doctor Who by then. Just, yeah. That's right. It's like when you break Pac-Man by beating the last level or whatever. Anyways, welcome to episode 199. Episode number 99. Covering the 2012 Christmas special, The Snowman. This is the one where the Dr. Amy and Rory... Wait a minute. That's... I mean, like, Amy and Rory weren't... But they were... Guys, they were... But they were just like... They left dad. They're not coming back. They were just here. And but how do you know they're, they're not coming back? They left in the worst way possible. I mean, I guess. Why are you still fighting about this? I guess this is the one where Souffle Girl expl- inexplicably returns. Uh, I hope I that, that gets explained. Because, I mean, otherwise. I just said inexplicably. Inexplicably. That which can't be explicked. <laughs> <laughs> that, which, that which cannot be flicked. So... The- <laughs> Splicking that which can't be flicked. So this was number uh, story number 231, originally airing, of course, December 25th, 2012, to 9.87 million viewers. We're back to those Christmas numbers, guys. Uh, This one was written by Stephen Moffat, of course, and directed by Saul Metstein, or Metstein, depending on... How he says it, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, this guy did, uh, he, he's done a bunch of stuff so far in this season. He did Pond Life. He did Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. He did A Town Called Mercy. And uh, he's got a few more uh, coming up his sleeve. So um, That's a spoiler. <laughs> Good gravy. Great job, Dan. Yeah. You ruined the season. <laughs> uh, under miscellaneous trivia, we got a new title sequence. Yeah. That which the boys cool. were like, holy cow, what happened? I wonder <laughs> if they're keeping that. No, uh, they're not. Uh, I've yeah, seen no, the this... one for the 13th Doctor, and it's entirely different. No, no. So. I'm oh, no, he means now. like the rest oh, of the well, season, yeah. yeah. Um, this is, by the way, as you guys rightly pointed out, this is the first time the Doctor's face has appeared in the title sequence since Sylvester McCoy's time. Mm-hmm. And so, and Tripp said, oh, they went old school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, it definitely was. And it was so brief. Like, if I'd have blinked, <laughs> yeah. like, if, I, if like, I'd have sneezed, you know, I would have missed it. It, it was like, not like... It just appeared like... Kind it it like, kind of faded in yeah. and faded out like lightning almost. Like It was not like when we just saw the fourth Doctor yeah, it's the where fifth. it was just like, just, you know, like staring at you the whole time. Definitely not fully opaque either. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just yeah. like a ghost of an image there. So um, appropriate for uh, Doctor Who Christmas to have, you know, ghost, uh-huh. ghostly Ooh. apparitions and things. <laughs> so uh, the cast this week, we had uh, the big name of note, of course, was the Great Intelligence. As soon as that voice started speaking Corbin goes who, who is that I know, I know that, that voice man. and I was like of, of course you do 
That is Sir Ian McKellen, otherwise known as Gandalf, otherwise known as Magneto, otherwise known as like a bunch of other things. I've never <laughs> seen him as Magneto, though. Uh, well, yeah, you haven't seen any of the X-Men movie. Oh, Gandalf. Got to get you caught up. Uh, do you know him from anything else? I was trying to think of other things that you guys might know. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so so he's he's like um you know he's like Sir Patrick Stewart you know he's just the mm-hmm. you know the old uh, British actor who just he's iconic in everything that he does. He was knighted like Sir Patrick Stewart too apparently. That's why we called him Sir Ian McKellen. Well, That's sir, not what his mom I, yeah, called him. I, yeah. <laughs> Your name first my name kids is Sir. Sir. <laughs> Ian is actually his middle name. That's I'm Sir, I'm <laughs> it Sir is, Ian actually, McKellen, yeah. but you can just call me Sir. That's right. Uh, so we also had under the cast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hit this because um, we have the introduction of the Paternoster Gang, and I don't know if you guys heard. I don't know if they were referred to in that way in the episode at all. I think it may have come up actually in uh, one of the prequels that we watched. That um, we watched after we watched the episode. Because they were actually aired after the episode. So yeah. you had um, the prequels. You had uh, the Battle of Demons Run two days later, right? So this was this was the last time we saw these three characters along with some other folks. And um, we see the backstory of how they ended up where they were. Kind of, sort of. Because when we first met Jenny and Vastra, they were already in 19th century London. Well, I don't know mm-hmm. if we ever get that... <laughs> explained at all okay. uh, but at any rate the paternoster gang is these three new side companions sort of companions and we'll we'll talk more about that as it goes along so you have madame vastra jenny and then strax so madame vastra is played by nev mcintosh and so if she looks familiar not just because she's a quote lizard woman from the dawn of time uh, <laughs> she is the lizard woman from the dawn of time that we've already seen before because uh, she's they pl- like to make things as confusing as possible or, I seriously thought or they like the bringing back person. actors that, you know, we've seen before because oh, they were awesome. Yeah, that's not confusing. So, <laughs> of course uh, not. It's science fiction, man. So Nev, Nev McIntosh played Madame Vastra or plays Madame Vastra. And she also played Alea and Restack or Restack, depending on which actor was saying that character's name, because no one said it the same way twice in that uh. episode. Um, in the two-parter Hungry Earth and Cold Blood. So if you remember, Alea was the one who came to the surface and then was killed by... The mom, right? Wasn't Some it the mom man. that ended up killing her? Yeah. And then Restack was kind of her sister. So they were like, remember there was that whole thing about same gene chain that we hit in, mm-hmm. hit, hit on in Dinosaurs on a Spaceship? That's why Brian and Rory had to fly the spaceship. Remember when we had Rory on the show? <laughs> get over it. <laughs> um, anyway, so she played both of those. Um, and we had the same thing where we had... Um, uh oh no now i can't think of his name uh the 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 the, the, the older silorian the, the doctor silorian the silorian who was a doctor i can't think of his name now the guy that has also played several silorians um uh, no he well if i understand correctly he's only played, played like two. two that same silorian that appeared several as the doctor well okay um but remember we saw the one show up twice once yeah. in the episode in the two-parter and then he also showed up at, in the as the Doctor to Emperor uh, Winston Churchill in the little sideways universe thing. So at any rate, um, so yeah, so she's been around uh, before and we're going to see her again. And then we have, of course, her wife, Jenny, played by Katrine uh, Stewart or Katrin Stewart or, you know what? It's probably like... Just say it Caitlin. and then <laughs> act 
like it's Cat- how you say Katrine it. Stewart is is Cat- how you say her name. Um, we also saw her in A Good Man Goes to War at the Battle of Demons Run, and then uh, therefore she was also in the in the, the prequel thing there. And um, G- I love Jenny. Jenny, I, just frankly, I love all three of these characters. Um, Madame Vastra is, is they all work together very well. They're fantastic. They're so different. I'm the and alien lizard from the Dawn of Time. That's such a great. And this line. is my wife. Yes. Like, <laughs> And this is and the space potato that follows us around. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, space potato story. in question, of course, being Strax, played by Dan Starkey. Dan Starkey, I guess he's been typecast because he also played a hobgoblin oh, named yeah. Randall Moon in a show called Wizards vs. Aliens that was a Russell T. Davies joint, a show which I desperately want to know more about. Wizards versus Wizards aliens. versus aliens. And by the way, That's when amazing. I clicked on that, I assumed I was going to go to the IMDb page. Oh heck no! <laughs> Fandom has their own site for <laughs> Wizards versus Aliens. Wow. So oh, stay wow. tuned for this summer our spinoff podcast covering yes. Wizards versus Aliens. Uh, so at any rate, um, that w- that show took over the time slot for the Sarah Jane Adventures. After that show had to shut down when. Uh, the the lead actress there uh, met her untimely uh, death there. So, uh, so at any rate, we've got these, (laughs) we've got the the space potato. (laughs) (laughs) You called him space potato. Um, He was called potato multiple times in this episode, but I love that all three of those characters are just hanging out in, in late 1800s London. Because they can. I forgot that, I was like, I was trying to remember, like, how did they end up back in 19th century London? And then I remembered when we watched the prequel. You had never seen it. No, no, no. When when, when we watched the prequel, I was reminded that Jenny and Vostra were already in 19th century. She said, Uh would you like to come with us to Strax? We We are from London, 1863 or 1884 or whatever it was. Why? And I'm like, wait. What? They were already there. Yeah, that's where the doctor picked them up. Do y'all remember during A Good Man Goes to War when he's like assembling his army and Strax is serving as a nurse? And, you know, he's like, it's the worst penance that I can pay. And then all of a sudden the doctor shows up and whisks him away. And then uh, and then he shows up to get Madame Vostra and Jenny. And they are already doing the detective thing in 19th century London. So I don't remember if we are ever let in on why exactly that is. Unless... Unless I'm trying to remember the original episode with the Silurians, mm-hmm. maybe that's when it took place. Maybe Vostra is a leftover from that classic yeah. Who episode. That's all I can figure. So uh, maybe maybe uh, Jared can can help us out with that. But at any rate, um, I do love all three of these characters, and I love the fact that as Corbin kept pointing out, that apparently, um, uh, what do they call it? Oh, Victorian London had much bigger problem with them being lesbians. Than her being an alien, yeah. Or as I uh, as I kept lizard. saying, not alien, not alien. She, they were here first. They're not aliens. But yeah, she's a lizard and woman. They're potato head, right? And pet. and there's the whole there's that whole scene where the guy's like, by the way, does it hurt? Like, does what hurt your your skin condition? And she's like, it's not a skin what? condition. I'm an actual lizard woman. <laughs> there are many of my people sleeping underground. And he's like, oh, oh and the Turkish guy. All right, well, let, yeah. <laughs> The Turkish guy. Well, let's just carry on with the scene then. And then she says something about, uh, something about Jenny. And I, 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 I don't like the suggestion of impropriety. We're married. You know, so she's like, there's nothing untoward going on here. 
we're married. Mm. That's not better in 19th century Victorian London. He's the like, guy goes, oh, good Lord. Oh, my. <laughs> He's like, like, and the potato guy or whatever. The Turkish just, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Odd looking fellow. Turkish, is he? I'm like, what? What do you think, <laughs> what do you think non-English people look like, dude? Good grief. That is not the only, uh, that is not the only time I've seen that used where like the person's an, like an obvious alien. Oh, you know, it's a like great he's one. he's got a blue head or something. Yeah. Here's your, here's your mandatory uh, Star Trek reference for the week. There's an episode where uh, Data and a bunch of others end up stuck in like, um, I think it's this time frame, eight, like 1840s San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And um, he walks into a bar in like full Starfleet uniform and he's an android. <laughs> and they, and his alibi is he's French. That's <laughs> <laughs> his yellow eyes and like metallic skin or whatever he's got he's fringe you know so at any rate they never yeah we're made of metal no one bats an eye when he says it either so at any rate yeah we're made um, of metal here in france that's right so as i've said uh the paternoster gang is going to be around by the way paternoster i didn't get this for a long time they're called that because the street that their house is on is like Uh paternoster court or something like that um so at any rate that's why they're called the paternoster gang and they they were called that in one of the I think in the prequel that was called The Great Detective. Uh, so we, we get some about that. So we spent a whole lot of time talking about them in the cast section, but we do also have them in the who's who. So <laughs> let's move on along. Guys, um, that brings us to our ad read. Y'all know the ad read. That's your favorite part of the episode, right? Yay. It's your favorite time to remember that if you have a business and you don't have a website, you don't have a business. Because Noobs in the Hoovian is brought to you by R5 Website Management. Guys, we're the, we're the place for you to get your hosting, register your domain, Get uh, your website builder if you just need to do it yourself. You ha- we have everything there for you. And uh, I want to throw out something that I've mentioned before. Uh, you can register the name of your business.com or your name.com or whatever. And there are things that you can do with it beyond just build a website. I know websites have a lot. They take a lot and they're kind of expensive sometimes. So maybe all you need to do is point your uh, mybusiness.com domain to your Facebook page or to somewhere else just so that you can get it out there and you can use it as an email address. So there are other things that you can do. So whatever your great idea is that you're trying to get off the ground, go snatch up the .com before somebody else does because let me tell you, people will, and get that thing registered in your name and get it going. And if you head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com and use the code Noobs. at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order. So if you register your domain for one year, you'll get 15% off that year. If you register for 10 years, you get 15% off that whole 10-year registration. So head over to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Use the code Noobs. at checkout for 15% off your entire order. So that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, so the name of the episode spoken in dialogue, the name of the episode was The Snowman. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So, snowman, yeah, snowman, a bunch. Snowman, the snowman. Yeah, got oh, used, got used quite a bit. The snowman, the snowman, the snowman, the snowman. <laughs> okay. Uh, so interestingly enough, uh, the creature of the week was also the snowman and the great intelligence. Which is basically um, snowman. I'm going to leave, uh, yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. I'm going to leave the great intelligence to Jared because that that is an interesting classic who throwback there that they, um, if it's something you are aware of, they were dropping little hints throughout the episode and you, you know, us that are not as up to date on classic who we're just going, oh, I don't know. There's a guy with a talking snow globe. I don't know what's happening. Um, his, his as business card says G I and it stands for the great intelligence commission or agency or whatever. I don't know what that means. G I great intelligence commission. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> guys. 
<laughs> you missed the letter. Uh, at any rate, the whole uh, so the snowmen were kind of fierce, weren't they? I mean, it's yeah. like it's <laughs> it's it crazy enough scary. to have like snowman suddenly appear in the alleyway as it did to uh, poor Clara there, but uh, then it you. like like starts moving and has like horribly jaggedy teeth. Like those things were terrifying, and like black soulless eyes. Those <laughs> things were kind of terrifying. So, uh, and good. their eyes made out of coal. <laughs> <laughs> As dark as their soul. Oh um, my goodness. Yeah. So um, along with all that, the Doctor Who logo this this go-round was covered in fresh fallen snow. But this is the last time they're going to do that. So sad. Moving forward. Uh, so it's interesting that they, they did the new title sequence, but they kept that that mm-hmm. pattern that has only been, by the way, this one season so far. This half a season. Yeah, half at this half a season. And mm-hmm. and so they did it again, but then they're not going to do it moving forward. So I don't know where that um oh, and actually originally this was going to be the first episode to air with no title sequence. They were just gonna do like a title card, like put the name of the episode over top of the opening scene and just roll with it and then change their mind and Decided why? to I I I didn't catch exactly why, but they they decided to change it at the last minute there. So uh, that's that's what ended up happening there. So uh, let's see bow ties. Uh, we had some interesting stuff with the bow tie this time. <laughs> I um, I had forgotten about a feature of this episode. We start off sans bow tie. The mm-hmm. doctor is not wearing his bow tie at it's the beginning scandal. part of the episode. Yeah, and there comes a point where all of a sudden he looks in the mirror and realizes he's wearing it. He, <laughs> and he, he like, didn't remember putting it on. Had, yes, that, uh, absent-minded doctor. Yeah, and as <laughs> Trip was just talking about, it was a little bit actually it was quite crooked, and so he straightened it up, which means what? Time to get down to business, <laughs> right? So uh, he says, "I didn't realize I'd put it on," and then, <laughs> and then uh, was it Clara said, yeah. "It's cooler." And he goes, yeah, it is cooler. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> Bow ties are cool. And then he was just super jazzed looking at himself in the mirror, man. He was just Kept really excited. Going a lot about it. Like, and she's like, no, so it's cool. colder in the room. You and know, then like, he's like still smiling, turns like, yeah, oh, I mean, oh yeah. Big old grin on his face. Big old grin. Yeah, uh, so he didn't have the bow tie for the first part of the episode, but he did have a great top hat. <laughs> that is a great top hat. And what's funny about that <laughs> is- um, if you look on on Amazon, the uh, the 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 album art for the Christmas specials collection is from this episode. Yeah, it's him in the top hat and jacket, hanging from the ladder. I think holding Clara behind him. Yeah. So, like the first time I saw that, I was like, and, and by the way, that is the artwork for you know the Christmas specials. Yeah. So, like, even like. I think one of David Tennant's is in there, right? Or no, it's not. Maybe. No, no, no. That didn't. That's right. That didn't start until Matt Smith. What about twelve and thirteen? Uh, yeah, his his. Uh, I think I think all of them. Um, she doesn't have a Christmas special. She had a New Year's special. But and that I, still goes. It in. goes in there, yeah. And I want to say that it, that's all in there. And so you go through two and it's Christmas the still, specials. It's the same art. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the for like the overall thing. So like where you have like but each episode. Each episode it's has its same. own. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Each episode has its own specific artwork. But um, so it's the weirdest thing because you have two se- you have two episodes of Christmas specials before you get to the one that is the album artwork that I always picture. Did in my they head. have is that different? picture even in the episode? 
No, I don't think there is a scene where he's hanging yeah. from the ladder and she's hanging behind him. Well, there is. When? when they were on the roof and they were going up. He climbs up and then she steps onto the first rung and grabs it and the ladder pulls her up. He also mm. didn't have a top hat then. So. <coughs> uh, that's right. He that's wasn't even wearing the top hat by then. Which oh, is, gosh. Yeah, that's right. Which is what the whole point of talking about this picture is. So. Exactly. So well, it's not there. At any rate, it is a fantastic Victorian Christmas time, uh, very Dickensian top hat. You almost want to expect to see Scrooge come around the corner and that kind of thing. So uh, we didn't get any Geronimo's uh, this go around, but we did have a little bit of jiggery pokery under the Sonic. Um, he's got a new setting, antifreeze. I'm like, what? Is that <laughs> melts going snow. to be important melts. ever again? That's right. Oh, but then uh, the snow learned how to not melt. So yeah, what? Well, she was ice. So she didn't melt, but the snow could. Yeah, I know. None of it yeah. makes sense. Uh, a little bit of continuity problems. And here. also, you can just think it to melt. Well, that wasn't a that wasn't a sonic screwdriver thing, though. That was just yeah. They yeah. mirror they mirror what you're thinking. It's a psychic network thing. So that's that's their whole thing. So is the I reason think. that they kept popping up was because people would think about them. So if I who thinks about, about snowmen with jagged teeth? <laughs> that part I don't know. <laughs> that slowly come after you. Who just randomly thinks about snowmen? Well, yeah, she was know. talking to the doctor about it. That's and when those snowmen. ones popped yeah. up in the alleyway. Did you so. make this mm. snowman? Um, under the TARDIS, we had a new console room Epic. for no apparent, apparent reason. Um, normally, he's been living for a long time in the clouds. So I guess he got a new console. Room. I guess. Yeah. Uh, they had so to give him a new console. The the Wakia said something about um he after separating from the pawns, after losing the pawns, that he like got rid of he 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 he, he remade his whimsical control room. That's how they described it. His whimsical control room. And went for something that was a little more stark and neon and you know, it wasn't quite as, I don't, I don't know where they got whimsical from, but sure, whatever. And um, that was what the Wakia said, but that's all like just kind of conjecture. Like, this is just, oh, look, new room. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a new season. Like, we've got, you know, the, the companions are gone, so let's update the console room. I don't know. It's I, don't see what I, don't. I mean, we went from, you know, the ninth doctor to the tenth doctor with the same Sonic and the same control room. Yeah. And this guy is getting... His own, like two of his own control rooms. So, but he didn't get another Sonic. So, uh, no, but he did use two because he had the blue one in the eleventh hour. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, so he's actually uh, he actually got to use two. And now that I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know if twelve uses eleven's Sonic or not. So now I'm oh. curious because thirteen definitely didn't get to use twelves. Yeah, like she had nothing on. Yeah, they 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 took her down to nothing. So at any rate, um, and then we have um, a great little twist on the uh, companion or the you know the the new person coming into the TARDIS sees that there's this whole world inside of this tiny little box, and she goes outside and goes does the lap, you know, just like but Rose she's did. Done. <laughs> right. That yeah, that we've already seen her do, but now she's doing it to verify that you know what she's seeing could possibly be real. And she comes in and the doctor says, go on, say it. Most people do. And she runs out and does her lap and she comes back in and she goes, it's smaller on the outside. <laughs> and he goes, huh? 
Oh, well, that's new. It is that's new. First. <laughs> so that was uh, that was fantastic. That's a first. Um, random jiggery pokery. We got a clever staircase. It's taller on the inside. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not getting that Does it at all. The space around it so that it'll. Yes, whatever. I guess, yes. Yeah. So Clara says, how did we get so high so fast? He says, clever staircase. It's taller on the inside. I'm like, Dude, wait, there's rewind. no inside what? to a staircase. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're on the stairs, you're in the staircase. I don't I don't know. Um, no, you got to be I love inside that. of the step. I just, I love that that goes right along with, you know, I, I don't remember who it was. Was it, was it 10 that, to, that told us that the doctor's pockets use Time Lord technology? I think it was. And so they're bigger on the inside, just like his TARDIS is. You know, I love that. Well, sure, of course. It's bigger on the inside. Yeah, I mean, if you can apply that to a space time ship, why couldn't you apply it to your pockets? Why couldn't or you apply it to the inside of your staircase? Why would you not use it all the time? Yeah, or your jacket pocket or whatever. Or, yeah. no, like your shirt. <clears throat> like, if you're really fat oh. and you've got a really <laughs> skinny shirt and you uh, put it on. Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like your shirt pocket. I love it. I love it. So you got, so you get a uh, big old fat guy, but you put on a shirt that's bigger on the inside so you can look skinny. That's brilliant. <laughs> that is a brilliant application. Put it on the market. I need to pass that on to somebody that can draw that. That would be fantastic. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Uh, oh my word. Have we set a new record for Doctor Who's in an episode? Possibly. I mean, except except for the episode where, well, excuse me, the two episodes where where uh, Dorium repeated it over and over again, and then the Doctor in the next episode repeated what Dorium had said doctor over and over doctor, again. Doctor. But we had um, we had Vostra saying, uh, you know, that the Doctor's headed down the same old path, and it always starts with the same two words. And he says, she doesn't even know the name, the Doctor. And then you hear the Doctor, and she pops her head in from the roof of the cab. Doctor Who, pew, into the theme, you know. And by Doctor Pop's Who. head in through the roof of the cab, you mean she slammed her head through <laughs> the fabric No, there's, it's, there's a roof. There's, I don't think there, don't there think is. That's a thing in those kind of cabs. It definitely seemed it's, like she just smashed her head there, through the roof. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is a good idea. She, so yeah. I, I love that uh, Clara, early, 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 early on uh, in the episode, gets to say Doctor Who. And then... Um, you get, uh, let's see, I wrote to Jenny. Do you, oh, yeah. So Clara uh, Clara said, do you know about the doctor? And Jenny said, Doctor Who. And then we had uh, the doctor voicing the puppet yeah. that, as Corbin pointed out, is from the Santa Claus. But it's not actually from the Santa Claus. This is like a, oh, this would yeah, be like sure. a Smurf. No, 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 seriously. This would be like a Smurf showing up in this episode and a movie you saw one time. This is just a... Very common uh, British uh, uh, character. And uh, as that puppet, whose name I cannot remember all of a sudden, uh, the doctor says, Doctor Who. So, I mean, like, we got it from multiple characters multiple times throughout the episode. So, um, and, and that is not uncommon for season openers, Christmas, and season closers. Like, it's, it seems to be like a thing. So, again, um, new item to the checklist and I'm not sure if this is going to stay in the checklist or if I'm going to drop this under who's who. But I'm going to, for right now, this week, we're going to add to the checklist Strax's Armory. Because in this episode alone, we got, I recommend a full frontal assault with automated laser monkeys, scalpel mines, and 
acid. By the way, you're going to find that for him, acid, acid is, is punctuation. It's a <laughs> just everything, right? Um, I and suggest grenades. we melt his brain with projectile acid fish. And then interrogate him. <laughs> and then interrogate him. Nope, strike that. Other way around. Uh, a pulver grenade would blow them to smithereens. That are already smithereens. What is, what is a pulver grenade? He like, walked up and he's like, she said that you might need a grenade. Yeah, I she said to help. see if you needed any grenades. <laughs> she may have said help. <laughs> the number of grenades he just vaguely mentioned was uh, amazing. It had to be, there had to be at least three grenade references in this episode, yeah. right? Um, yeah, you're going to find grenades and acid are, are, just, yes. are just punctuation in Strax's dialogue. <laughs> I love, love, love Strax. So we're, we're, we're going to keep a running tally of all, uh, not a tally, uh, like a count, but we are going to uh, point out anytime because they are all Always insane, and also Strax being an idiot. And well, you, you point know. that out. So reason. forget about no to okay. Point that out. Forget that about we're doing general. a full frontal assault with lasers. That's dumb. Yeah, we want laser monkeys. And by the way, I don't have time to control all those laser monkeys. I need automated laser monkeys. I'm like, what in the world are we talking about? More importantly, what is scalpel mines? Scalpel, scalpel mines. Is that like mines that explode you- and blow scalpels everywhere? Like, I don't even know. Um, so I also love, um, this is not in the armory, but just as Trip, as you're saying, Strax moments here. Uh, if, if you attempt to escape, you will be obliterated. May, May I, I take, take your, your coat? Because <laughs> you know, like, he's a butler, but he's a warrior. I love it. I love Strax. Be quiet, you and I, uh, human scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is he? <laughs> I'm sorry. She. <laughs> quiet, boy girl uh so yeah more on strax later uh let's see we didn't get any um any existential horror not not really uh, not so much no being reborn i, I guess mean, maybe but not like really. existing multiple times and wait what are you trying to say here We've seen the same person multiple times. Oh, Clara. Yeah. Clara. Yeah, I'm sorry. I still have Strax on the brain. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I mean, granted, he did die and apparently got better in, in uh, Grand no, Monty that, Python fashion. No, that was a fatal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, let's save that because we are going to talk more about uh, all of the Pattern History Gang. Uh, so other stuff we noticed. Uh, Simeon said that Mr. Doyle was basing his great detective on Vostra and Jenny. So, I don't know if you guys caught this. Do you know who Mr. Doyle is? No. No. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. No. He is the author of Sherlock Holmes, the creator and author of all the the books. So, he created the Sherlock Holmes character right around this time. And so, there were several references, I think, to The Strand, which was a uh, a magazine that uh, Doyle was publishing the Sherlock Holmes stories. So they were originally, they weren't published as novels. Like nowadays you can go on like audible and you can get, um, you know, uh, um, I, I, all, all of a sudden I can't think of his name. Sherlock Fry, Holmes. Fry, Stephen Fry narrating the complete Sherlock Holmes, right? <laughs> or you can buy a book or a, or a Kindle or whatever of like all of the Sherlock Holmes stories. But originally they were released in like serial form. So you wouldn't even get a whole story. So like if you were doing, you know, uh, what, uh, a nightmare in Scarlet or, or, or maybe messing that up, you wouldn't get that whole story. You'd get pieces of it and you'd have to like tune in every week. So it was a reason to buy the, the magazine or the newspaper or whatever. So there were several mentions of that, especially when the doctor busted in uh, claiming to be Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and Simeon is like, you know, I know that he's a fictional character 
and all that kind of stuff. So according to Doctor Who now, we're saying that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was basing Sherlock Holmes not on a great man detective and his man sidekick, but actually a lizard woman from the dawn of time <laughs> and her wife. Um, so that's that's the idea there is that that Holmes and um, Watson, I couldn't think of his name. I keep blanking out. Holmes and Watson are actually Vostra and Jenny. And I love that. I love every part of that. I love when I love whenever Doctor Who goes, you know that thing that you think you know? It's actually you aliens, you know, or, or lizard people or whatever. Um, did Okay, I don't know if you guys even have the 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 experience to have caught this how familiar are y'all with he-man we've seen some I've seen, seen some of it okay episodes. if you had seen enough of it in your childhood like i had that snowman roar and whovians back me up here that oh. was definitely battle cat from he-man uh-huh. when that snowman roared it was absolutely <laughs> the the filmation stock sound effect that was not only battle cat, but was also used in several other cartoons, but most famously battle cat from He-Man. So, um, that was just a, a, a thing that I noticed there. So, all right. So who's who, um, let's just start off with Vostra and you guys, you guys chime in and throw in as you, as you will. I've got a few notes, but, um, want to hear from y'all as well. So, um, who is Vastra? I thought the one word test was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. That was like, oh, I did hate though. I know. I Pond. So, oh, whoa! Amazing. So I, jaded. What do you mean, jade? I remember the most Grinch. ridiculous coincidence Grinch. I've ever heard in my entire life. Grinch. It's not a okay. Grinch. It's not a coincidence. Is you're that what you're gonna say? So again, it's Puppy not a coincidence. It's a writing a convenience. Box that's bigger on the inside that travels through space and time. You're fine with, but oh, pond is where you draw the line. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. All right. I have a problem with that. Ladders that uh, are taller on yeah. the no i i so loved weird. it i loved because you know i the way uh first of all the close-up on vostra where you can actually see the cracks in the makeup on the lizard face it's um really good. and yeah. she's going you know it you're thinking right now could there even exist such a word and if so how could i ever find it and blah 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 you know and everything and i remember the first time i watched this i was like where are we going with this oh, like what, what is she going to come up with for? Yeah, and uh, and then she for him said, to say, oh, "There's a pond, pond, conveniently. yeah, so, Amy pond, uh, so doctor. perfect, so dumb, so perfect." It Just say perfect. Doctor. <laughs> it fits uh, too perfectly, which makes it dumb. What, what did you think of uh, when Vostra says he stands above this world? He, you know, he does not interfere and he does not help. And she says, "Words," and everybody's like, "Oh." <laughs> burned turn your words around Definitely on you there and by the way jenny's response was great because jenny's like oh <laughs> knew she got burned there and vostra even kind of was oh. like what? Okay. so uh, i thought that whole that, that is a that is a youtube clip that is out there it's like one of the yeah. best scenes you know um anything else about uh vostra the only other thing i had on here was we'll say it again i'm a lizard woman from the dawn of time and this is my wife uh anything else to say about vostra Mm. we've only seen her twice i still so. don't yeah. like that she's the same actor it makes it so confusing <laughs> i just don't like that guy. you will uh, you will quickly forget that she was those other two because she spends a lot more time maybe because they were only in like half an episode each but right even right. still yeah it confuses me uh what about jenny what do we what do we think about jenny so mm-hmm. so what do we know about jenny well she knows about aliens at least 
even though she's from like the 1800s. She travels right. through time. Well, because she's married to one. So well, it helps. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it does help. It so. um, she is a 19th century Victorian woman who dresses in like leather pants <laughs> and carries a samurai sword. She's awesome. Bizarre. She is awesome. I love um I love the juxtaposition of her accent with Vostra's. Vostra's uh-huh. very this very high British. You know what they are? You know what they are? They are Clara's two accents. <laughs> that's that's kind of what it is, where yeah. Jenny is much more uh, uh I don't know. I don't know the word. I keep blanking on stuff. She's much more laid back and and sort of like casual and everything and Vostra is very high and noble and blah 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 and all this kind of stuff and then it's like you would think you would think because especially when we first meet them they seem like here is this noble woman the, uh, you know albeit a lizard noble woman um, and like her servant like her her yeah. you know her, her chambermaid or something like that and it turns out no that's her wife and they are like the thing that I love about them is that as we get to know them they and we've already seen it this is not like down the road this is in uh, Battle of Demons Run and here, they are like total equals. You know, like they are both gonna <laughs> kick butt and take names. They know each other's strengths and 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 just roll with it. And I love it. So um why why do lizard people have British accents? Why what would you want them to sound we like? We have Australian lizard people accents. Come on. They should have yeah, Come they on. should have lizard people accents. Yeah, no, they probably should. We British people have lizard people accents. Because it's a BBC show. An accent. If it was an American show. to the way that you speak. If it was an American show, they would sound American and you wouldn't even notice. Should they sound like. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, should they hiss with every S and everything like that? I'm glad they don't do that. I mean, that would be annoying, but like. That would. That is annoying when like aliens always have perfect. Just remember when we go to the year 5 billion and you meet the last human being on Earth. She sounds Still like a British, British person. Accent. Yeah. So just, you know, keep that in mind. For that matter, so does Box of Balhoon. Or, or, or Mox, Mox of Balhoon? What was his name? Mox of Balhoon. Mox of Balhoon. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> anyways. Mox uh, of they're Balhoon. All, they're all British, anyways. Uh, so who is Strax? Um, Amazing. Uh, he is my I'm the favorite. clever one. You're the potato <laughs> one. So the doctor calls him a psychotic potato dwarf. <laughs> says, when I'm in need of a psycho- psychotic potato dwarf, I'll keep you in mind. Um, he's easily confused. Two genders is a bit more than he can count. I, I love like, Dang. Doctor was just roasting I mean, just him. back to just back to doctor. back. Constantly. Into uh, emergency. I think I've been run over by uh, <laughs> Emergency. Car. I think I've been run over by a cab. Oh, man. Uh, did you get the gauntlets? For what, sir? <laughs> just, I love him. I love him. I love, um, I love when uh, Clara is standing there and she's like, why would I even possibly run away? I know what's going to happen next and it's going to be hilarious. You know, um, you can see it coming from a mile away. What I love is that some of the bits like that, you know, like the whole thing with the memory worm, you uh-huh. could see every beat of that joke coming from a mile away and it was still great. I loved it. It was not disappointing at all. It's still amazing. And I just, I love the way he speaks every, every word that he says. Um, I mean, he, I mean, he's got a Santaran accent. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> yeah, an alien definitely. race that has their own sound to him. Um, so he, the doctor says he gave his life for a friend of mine once. And the person, uh, whoever he's talking to Clara or somebody says, you know, how is he still here? Well, another friend brought him back. You know, <laughs> no big deal. Like friends of mine die and come back all the time this season. Like uh, all the time that's in general, right. really. But. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon. Not uncommon. Uh, and even then, I do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, every now and then I die and come back. It's it's been known to happen. So, yeah. uh, what else? What else about Strax? He's hilarious. Yeah, I I forgot that we didn't meet him until now. Like we met him at Battle uh, Demon of Battle uh, Battle of Demons Run. <laughs> you okay? Demon A good man battles. goes to war is the name of the episode. We met him then. I was thinking that he appeared in some of the earlier Santaran uh, episodes. But if you remember, um, that that guy, what is it? Uh, Dan Starkey? Was that his name? I think that was, I yeah, Dan mean. Starkey. If I remember correctly, he played another Santaran earlier, I think. I think, he, and he was just like Santaran number 12 or something. <laughs> like he was not a major character or something. Um, but he, you know, he made this uh, comeback here. And he became like the the like mascot of the show for for a little while so he's doing all kinds of like media stuff right so there's there's online videos that they have that they released uh while the show was running of like him doing a a seminar or something you know like for the other santarans and as i I think i told you guys this he does an introductory video to the 50th anniversary special Mm -hmm. that they showed in theaters and it's like him instructing you on how you're going to behave in the movie theater for this movie it's so great and um and every time he pops up that you know he's just there's no wink there's no nod he is full-blown Strikes the idiot warrior you know he's just always that level um but but the other thing is what i loved is when it's like time to lock and load the doctor's like hey Strax, you know my buddy like you've got my back you know like there's he's kind of a goofball because he's like he knows what he's doing but he is going to he's, kick butt he's still one of the greatest warriors well, in the universe well, and that's the thing is you got to remember is. that he is not he is not like just the idiot sidekick he's the comic relief but he is a santaran and the cool thing is he's a santaran on our side yeah. and that it's just so it's so great so can't wait to see more and more of him so who is clara oswald as i already mentioned why would i try to escape i know what's going to happen next and i think it's funny um she has a secret voice that we kind of mentioned before so she's a barmaid mm-hmm. and she's a uh oh gosh what what was the uh, mistress. <clears throat> no, it wasn't mistress. It was um, yeah, it was something like that though. Caretaker. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. you know yeah. their their tutor and instructor and 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 all that, and um, she has a different accent. And I kind of paused it and pointed that out to you guys, and then I forgot that they actually pointed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do your secret voice and you know, I mates, you know, or whatever she did. Um, <laughs> I mates. Yeah. Hello, mates. You made That's that sound more Australian than <laughs> she made it sound. Hello. Hello. Um, so she had a, a bit of a, an inventive streak, right? She would tell the kids stories. So she told them about how she had been behind the face of Big Ben, which accounts for her impeccable timing or whatever <laughs> sense of time. She and was then, born there or whatever. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, is that what they said? She was oh. born behind the face of Big so Ben? You're that's right. That's why she, okay. That makes way more sense. She was born behind the face of Big Ben accounting for her sense Very of timing realistic. or whatever yeah that makes way more sense um she invented fish because she hates swimming alone what like, okay <laughs> but to be fair fish. she apparently lives forever so i mean maybe okay she doesn't live forever she keeps coming back well that's what i mean what 
So depending on how long she's been around, maybe she did. Maybe she did invent fish. Oh man! How do you invent fish? A long-term payoff. I don't know, but uh, let's see. The doctor says, "I told you to stay in there." She says, "Oh, I didn't listen." He says, "You did that. You do that a lot." She says, "That's why you like me." I was like, "Wow!" Um, So let's see. He he straight up gave her a key. Her first like five minutes inside the TARDIS. I don't think Rose ever got a key. Uh, No, Rose Rose did. Rose. Yeah, Amy never. Someone definitely never got a key. Amy and Rory never got the key key thing. I'm trying to remember. Did anybody after Martha get a key? Did was there a moment where Donna got a key? No, because that was like a rite of passage for Rose. It was a rite of passage for Martha. And then, like, I don't remember it. Like, when Nobody he did that this it. time, I was like, wait a minute. That's like, Suddenly we haven't been so doing much that. a rite of passage anymore. Because his most, like, prolific companions, Amy and Rory, just never got never one. Never got one. And then he just immediately gives it to Clara. So I don't know what yeah. it's. Yeah. It's, it's almost like the writers. You want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> it's Clara. I there are care. people on Twitter who do. Uh, <laughs> who I do want to fight. I will fight Clara says, I will off. fight you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, he, he gave her a key and then he says, remember this day, remember every minute of it, because this is the day, this is the day everything begins and, and hands her the key. Flipped off yeah. And the you know, what is, thing. he gives her the key and she says, what is this? And he says, this is me giving in. Right. So he's finally, he's how, by the way, we never did determine how long he's been there. Yeah. Um, we Could do know that time. when, 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 we had the prequel. They said, uh, Jenny said, we're from London. And I can't remember. It was like 1886 or something like that. But the episode begins 1894 or something like that. So it's been like, uh, there's been some years, not a long, long time. When but there's did, been some years. When did what? When were they when Amy and Rory died? Because maybe he just stayed there? No, he was in 2012. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He was in he was in 2012 when they got zapped back to 19 whatever, 38 or something, whatever. Um, wait. What? Maybe he went back in time to try and wait for them. In the no, 1800s. we don't. This is this is not the first time, not the last time where the doctor just we find him somewhere just because he's like moping. Um this one's a little more hardcore, um but uh, like I said, also not the last time. So, um yeah, like you said, this is the day everything begins, and then she promptly gets flung off of a cloud and dies. Uh, yeah, like th- like we heard the thud. Like that was rough. It was like thump. I was like, ow, oh, she's dead. Yeah. So um, she uh, eventually dies. She didn't like die on impact, but um, apparently it was enough that even no, the Santaran no, technology did die on impact. Oh, that's right. They brought yeah. her back, and then they they tried to bring her back, and she died again. Yeah, they brought her back, but even Santaran technology. So exactly. She's died three times. We might have a new contender for Rory's spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are we counting? Uh, one in uh, as a Dalek and then two in this episode? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so let's see. Wait, Who? no. What? It would no? be four because she died, became a Dalek. Oh, yeah. She did die then she... and then became a Dalek and then died Wait, as a Dalek. Wait, did she die? They, to, they, they just her converted to... her into a Dalek. Yeah, I, I think that Would is. that kill her? I don't know. I don't, I don't think it wasn't like the other ones where they died and then the nanobot things revived her. Like they fully converted her. 
But you could be right. Maybe she did. Like, it's unclear. Mm -hmm. It's unclear. Yeah. So it's either three so or four. Either four. Yeah. Three or four. Uh, so who is the doctor? First of all, oh, sad doctor. Just sad, sad doctor throughout this whole thing. He's become apathetic. <laughs> which strikes us. May I express my dislike of your apathy, sir? You may. Sir, I dislike your apathy. <laughs> I love he gets he like stands up tall and straight and everything. He says, he says it very formally. Big speech or something <laughs> yeah. about it. I dislike your apathy. Well then. Um, and I noted here he's been he's become apathetic or at least as apathetic as he can be, really because like apathetic. he's still kind of like you know like he still gets pulled in. He still gets pulled into the whole situation, yeah. right? Um, uh, there's the bit where he leaves Clara behind. She says, "I thought we were just getting to know each other," and he says, "Ah, those were the days." Sad doctor. Sad doctor. So sad. Um, over a thousand years of saving the universe, and I've learned one thing. The universe doesn't care. Again, sad, sad doctor. <laughs> just so, just, man, like, like emo doctor. Like, we thought nine was bad. Like, holy cow. This is just really, really That's right. sad. Uh, he just needs the black leather coat. Until, like, you know, no after this episode when he completely forgets about Amy and Rory and goes off to have adventures with Clara. <laughs> Who then so, dies immediately. So. Not sad doctor after this episode. Uh, Vastra says he is not kind. He stands above the world and does not interfere. She Literally says, stands above the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was great. Literally. Um, he, but she says he did. You know, later on in the episode, he did. He used to. Uh, there is, uh, oh, the great intelligence says there is an intelligence here beyond anything. I wrote down anything in time and space, but I don't remember if that's exactly how he said it. I mean, there were, they did go outside of the universe once and there was things out there. So, well, I mean, yeah, true. I just, I don't remember if that's what he said, if I wrote it down properly. I did note he's a crap Sherlock. <laughs> he comes in and he says, ah, I see by your color that you have, a, you know, a, a wife named such and such who went to Italy or whatever. <laughs> and he's like. No, no and no. <laughs> he points to the one guy. Do, what did he say? Do you have a goldfish named something like Clifford or something? Some <laughs> random name? He's like, no. I, I That's what they thought. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> um, no, when he did that thing where he picks up the most red book and then throws it up in the air to the most opened page or whatever. That was like really weird. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Cormac goes, work? does that work? And I'm you like, really probably not with a file folder, I wouldn't you imagine. Should, it you should really delete your history. Like, I, yeah, it was a little bit of a callback mm -hmm. to uh, um, what's his dude in the 11th hour. Uh, told him the same thing. Um, he says, do you think I'm going to start investigating just because some bird smiles at me? And I like was like, yeah, because that's exactly what you do every time. Like. Some some person catches your eye. They're kind of clever and intriguing to you, so you want to like impress them. Like, of course you're going to start investigating. Uh, so, dur. And then you know he looks up and sees her in the window, and he's like, he's trying to, he's practicing his like hand signals for I'm not coming up there, I'm going or whatever. And instead, points up and is like, yes, I'll be right there. And he's like, what was, what, yeah, what was that? What was that? How did he mess that up? I don't. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, he says, I'm allowed, oh, he, he tells Clara, don't be stupid. And she says, you know, but, but you're doing it. And he says, I'm allowed to be stupid. I'm good at stupid. <laughs> He's definitely proven that. <laughs> um, I love the bit where they're standing on the roof. You know, the, the, um, the ice lady is about mm -hmm. to, is about to come out and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be killed and everything. And so they're, they're running up the stairs to get away. And he starts asking her just general questions. And she says, 
you know, you want to chat now? He says, well, we can't chat after we've been horribly killed. Now, can we? Um, mm. <laughs> what was that? Her falling to her she death. Does? Well, yeah. The, she, yeah. And then they couldn't chat much anymore after that. I guess. I mean, I guess they kind of did chat. And then we have, I never know why. I just know who. Right. Doctor who. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Was there anything uh, kind of, can we talk about that you guys wanted to? throw in or I mean, not really not really okay nothing nothing that caught your eye trip you no all right uh so noobs and the hoobian guys is also brought to you by listeners like victor and jared if you find value in what we do and you enjoy your enjoyment even more because of our sultry voices here <laughs> i don't know where that was <laughs> going <laughs> and you want to give a little bit of value back here's what you can do you can head on over to patreon.com slash noobs and the hoobian pledge as little as a dollar a month and you become a rory patron oh i gotta update that Oh. We're Sad. just going to leave it for right now in memoriam. Starting at five dollars a month, you'll be on the Amy tier, tier, oh, tier pun, and you'll get a shout out on the show. Twelve dollars a month means uh, you are you are our very own River Song, always there for us. Fifteen dollars a month makes you a hosting host, and you'll get a chance to guest host on an upcoming episode. So just head on over to Patreon.com/slash/NoobsInTheHoovian and become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. Hello, Noobs in the Hoovian. This is Jared with your Classic Who Connections for the Christmas special, The Snowmen. So, back in the serial The Time Warrior, which is the first time we meet the Centaurans, we meet not Strax, but Lynx. He, too, had trouble distinguishing the difference between males and females in the human race. Uh, That was with Sarah Jane Smith. He mistook her for a man. Uh... So going then farther back to the second Doctor with the serial The Web of Fear, the intelligence in that serial uh, showed up with some yetis, and uh, the intelligence invaded London through the underground. Uh, I talked about this a long time ago, but uh, this these webs, uh, the yetis had these web shooters that could webify things completely surround them in webs that couldn't be undone and so the TARDIS got caught up in a web and was forced to land and etc etc so uh, that's why the web of fear so this was in 1967 so that's the future uh, from this story and the story the snowman and perhaps the intelligence got the idea to invade through the London Underground through the map of the Underground on the lunchbox the Doctor showed it. The fourth Doctor also dressed up like Sherlock Holmes in the serial The Talons of Wang Chang. Now, they said... Now, Clara asked for a kitchen in the TARDIS, and the Doctor said that that was a first. Kind of. Uh, There was a kitchen a very modern Tardisy kitchen in the first serial an unearthly child uh, that they saw. Um, or, or maybe that was when they were joining in uh, the Daleks. Um, so good research on my part, but uh, I'm pretty sure it, it was definitely one of those two, but I'm pretty sure it was the first serial. Anyway, they were hungry. They're on the Tardis and they're uh, they, they, it feeds out these little cubes that taste like steak and eggs, I think it was. Uh, and so there there was a kitchen of a sort, and they did kind of ask for one. So they didn't specifically ask if there was a kitchen. So yes, that's kind of a first, but not entirely in my book. 
But so far as I can tell, calling the TARDIS smaller on the outside rather than bigger on the inside is indeed a first. So when the intelligence first met the Doctor, that was in the serial The Abominable Snowmen, it seemed like it already knew him. And that was in the 1930s, so perhaps now we know why. So speaking of the Great Intelligence, uh, the Great Intelligence is a consciousness that can inhabit things, beings, etc. So they inhabit these robotic yetis. Uh, for the Abominable Snowman and Web of Fear. Uh, It inhabits people at times. Uh, It's kind of an interesting um, bodiless intelligence. Um, So the great intelligence name is very fitting. The second doctor called it, and I'm quoting here, a sort of formless, shapeless thing floating about in space like a cloud of mist, only with a mind and will. So that's uh, sort of catches you up on the great intelligence from classic who really it was more of a second doctor kind of thing. And we didn't see it for a long time then, but I love that they brought it back in new who. So I I had a lot of fun with this episode. Love seeing the great intelligence again. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 Suntaran companions because I love Strax. He's funny. He's fun. Uh, is a great addition to the to the group here, and uh, I will give it uh, probably 200 creep levels because I just can't get the picture of those snowmen with the teeth out of my head. That's kind of freaky. And the ice mistress or or the ice nanny would be uh, more scary if uh, the CGI was better. But there you go. So. Thank you to the TARDIS Wikia, and thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on, and I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. I, uh, I forgot to mention, if I read uh, Clara's tombstone right, that said she was 16 when she died. Yeah, you mentioned something about that. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's right. I might have misread the tombstone, but that would be like, crazy we need yeah we need to go back and investigate that uh but uh jared thanks for that segment i did not know that the uh uh, boy i didn't know that that was a classic who uh callback to what was it links was that the the one he said that's Um, amazing yeah i love that i thought that that was a strax thing not necessarily a Sontaran thing. So that's that's fantastic to uh, tie him back like that so jared gave it nine out of ten Sontaran companions corbin what are you gonna do i i know i've been hating on a bunch of the previous episodes, but I, I did think this one yes. was actually good. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to be a so Grinch this episode. <laughs> so I'm going to say eight out of ten talking snowmen. Eight out of ten talking snowmen. Trip, what about you? Um, I think this is a good one. Like Corbin said, um, I like how the snow, like, appeared in. Stuff like how it could just transform into anything. Yeah. And it's cool that you can, like, think it. Like, I didn't... The psychic field Could you use that? Ooh, that would have been interesting. Like, if instead of thinking of a snowman and thinking of it melting, you could have thought of it as something that would be useful. Doing something good? Yeah, that would be interesting, yeah. But I don't know if it would still be able to, like, attack you or something. I mean, it definitely seemed maleficent in, in nature, like when the snowflake was like, ah! <laughs> you know, so like, it seems like even in its core form, it's, it's a baddie. So, 
So what was your overall score then? Uh, nine out of ten dead Claras again. <laughs> dead Damn. Claras again. Actually, she wasn't Clara in the last one. She was Oswald. She was Oswald. Oswald Oswald. And in this one, she's Clara Oswald Oswald. So um, I, yeah, I love this one. I love the Christmas episodes. I love them so much. I'm sad that I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, man, I can't wait for us to get all caught up. And then like, this can be a thing for us. Like on Christmas day, sit down and watch mm-hmm. the newest Doctor Who Christmas special. And then I was like, but they're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Like, first of all, they're not doing them. And secondly, I, we probably wouldn't be able to watch it anyway because we'd probably have to like do it on BBC America mm-hmm. three and a half days later or some stupid window <laughs> like that or something like that. But um, I do I do like them overall. I love um, the introduction of the Paternoster gang. Like I said, we're going to see them more. Um, there's all kinds of fun callbacks. I don't know, like, Classic Who, but we have a callback to the season opener of, of this weird... Like, this season is already weird enough, right? In a mid-season finale with a Christmas special in the middle, the Christmas special in the middle brings back a character that we saw in episode one of the first half of the season, and you know, it's like all kinds of craziness. So Confusing. It is confusion, yeah. So I'm going to give it nine out of ten Battle Cat Roars. Apparently, I am still roarish. Why are you the only person that didn't give it a nine? Oh, that's okay. You, this episode was not a nine. Grinch. You, <laughs> y'all are wrong. Get out. We had You're so much fun. We Get laughed out, so hard at this episode. Oh, we, we, yeah. It was you know what? really funny. Your mom, when we were done, your mom was like, are y'all still watching? Because like, I was like, hey guys, let's watch the, the prequels. And your mom was like, are y'all still watching? And I was like, it's been like an hour and a half. Yeah, why? She was like, she goes, hasn't it been two hours? And I was like, um, I think we sat down two hours ago, but we didn't hit play until 90 minutes ago. But we've done a lot of rewinding. <laughs> We, we watched we rewatched certain scenes of this mm-hmm. multiple times so fantastic so i think that i think the entire memory worm scene we oh, replayed yeah. the entire we scene that's it. so great um so the creep level jared gave it two out of five 200 out of 500 two out mostly of 500. for the yeah mostly for the roaring snowman trip what are you gonna give it um i'm gonna go a little bit lower than that i'm gonna go 167 i think this was just i don't know about the snowman and the weird like ice thingy yeah it like moved around all mm-hmm. weird and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so 167 corbin what about you y'all are scaredy cats oh my gosh the snowmen <laughs> were not that freaky at all they had weird teeth come like, on man that roar from that they just looked like snowmen well i mean if weird snow okay, if i if living if I, snowmen were walking okay, after yeah. you about to eat you and circling they you, do not walk first of all teleport. they have teeth but mm. i also have fists <laughs> and flip and punch the head off of that thing. But you don't have an imagination. What? So you can't imagine them melting. It, that's what? all it takes anyways. <laughs> all it takes so to what's kill your, them is what's to your score? What's your score? 50. 50, 50. okay. Um, I'm going to say that the, the roar of the snowman, the teeth of the snowman, the ice, I just looked it up, governess. That's what governess. it was. Governess. That's, yeah. And, um... Uh, the when Simeon gets taken over by the great intelligence and he's all like half frozen, oh, yeah. he's like weird, freezing but. the doctor's face. <laughs> and the ice governess is creepy in appearance alone, but then when she keeps going, that's the way to do it, and she just keeps <laughs> saying it because she's mirroring. That's it's, it's crazy. So I'm not I'm not quite and halfway must up be the ladder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been very naughty. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm going to go 225 uh, again, viewing this through the eyes of the eight-year-old. And, um, did, did did he watch this one? He didn't watch no. this one. He watched no. it with us last week or something, but he didn't watch this one. So 
he was like, no, 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 I'm going to go watch Phineas and Ferb. Uh, so that was, he was much more interested in that. Okay. 28. So theories, Corbin said last week that in the snowmen, the doctor will make a, excuse me, meet a fake out companion who will needlessly die by the end of the episode. And I bit my tongue in half. those things are right. Yes, that's what and I'm saying. I, said, I was like, oh, interesting. Are. Let me write Incoy this down without thing. making any comment or changing my facial expressions. <laughs> and, and in the doctor's arms. And the doctor was kind she of. Was doctor wasn't in the room when she died. Wasn't? Nope. Oof. He was, Simeon was wrestling with him. And then all of a sudden he like lost the battle and the great intelligence went away because she died. She died twice and she wasn't. Because, all, twice, the, either. because all the snow. Uh, when he went back, and she was like about to die. Oh. And then she died she while didn't. he was holding her. Not Did like she? I think no, 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 I think you're right. Up, yeah, I like, think you're right. She was uh, he was holding her hand, wasn't he? Yeah. That doesn't count. That's right, because when he got back, yeah, you're right. When he got back, Strax said she has moments only, and he went over mm-hmm. and spoke. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I was thinking that when the snow all turned to rain was like the moment she died, but it wasn't, it that was, was just her a whole family crying at Christmas. Yeah. That's what it was. Because, uh, yeah, crying dying, drowns the city. She wasn't already dead. It's mirroring. Remember it's mirroring. Yeah. So, so then it started raining. Yeah. Salt water. So at any rate, so Corbin, uh, Corbin, you pretty much, uh, nailed it. And, and I would count that as a genuine, uh, prediction there because you were basing this off of <laughs> previous Christmas episodes. You were like, Other episodes let's see, he's going to meet someone who's going to be impressive. They're going to, we're all going to think she's a companion. She's going to get a key for Ugh. flipping out loud. And then she and, dies. And then like immediately dies. later. Yeah. That was just, that was just, oh, and she dropped the rips key. My heart out. Uh, trip says, uh, that Trip said at the end of this episode, while we were watching it, not in, excuse me, let me back up. After we finished watching the episode, The yeah. Snowmen, Trip said, that's it. I'm calling it Clara is River. <laughs> to which I was like, I'm writing her down. <laughs> All right. No, but so yeah, sure. any, uh, guys, any, anything we've, we've got a mystery here. Do y'all want to, do y'all want to speculate? Do y'all want to comment? She's is a vampire. Uh, okay. Do you want me to write that down or? or what do you, what do, <laughs> yeah, she's a vampire. What do you want to do? Bruh. Yeah, write it down. I'm Corbin says Clara is a vampire. Those so guys resurrect, right? Something like that. You just can't kill him except for He's sunlight or stake through the heart. Rory is well, a silver bullet, right? Yeah. That's werewolves. Yeah, silver bullet. That's werewolves. Shoot the vampire with silver. Shoot the zombie with a silver bullet. <laughs> it'll die. Yes, throw a Coors light at a zombie's head, <laughs> and it will die. <laughs> it'll explode. I don't know. Uh, okay, so seriously, you want me to put that down? Yeah. Clara mm-hmm. is a vampire? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Are you going to take this show seriously or what? <laughs> no, I... Trip, uh, any any thoughts? Any theories? Is it too early? Clara is a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Clara is the snowman. Clara is not dreaming. Clara is a dream. Clara is the snowman. What? Forget about the river. Make up your mind. I... Clara is one of the... Clara is like the end result of the snowman. In a dream. When the snowman... No, no, not in a dream. No, Clara is not a dream. What? (laughs) Clara is not a dream. She is... Is that right? She's a mirror of the snowman? But she's not a dream. Okay. (laughs) I was joking around Would you make up your mind? (laughs) Okay, so you're saying... So you're saying Clara is not real. Yeah. Like, she's the end result of 
the snowman. Like if the snowman got the ice person or whatever, that's the end result. I'm just, I don't know. Okay, so so where they were, what they were trying to do with the ice governess, they actually pulled it off mm-hmm. with the other governess. Ooh, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so uh, are you canceling that Clara is River? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just go ahead and let you know that's not the case. <laughs> Although surprise. I now want it to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> I now desperately want that to be true. <laughs> like anytime a new female character shows up, it's River. <laughs> it's one of her incarnations before she, you know, left New York or whatever. Um, Corbin, Clara is a vampire. Really? Uh, yeah. We're going to leave that in print. Yep. Okay. I'm just, I'm just you know, your reaction oh, to this makes me think she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if you're being serious. I am. Okay, okay. Because vampires come back from the dead or whatever, right? So she's a vampire. Yeah, but what do we know about vampires in Doctor Who? They're aliens. Right. Okay. I mean, I never want to like stomp <laughs> down on one of your theories. I'm just saying, I really didn't know if you were being serious because the way you were saying it. <laughs> and now I've given it away. She's not a vampire. Amazing. <laughs> I'm going to keep this theory anyways. Do you, do, you have a, do you have another thought, another theory? Um, what do we know about Clara? She died. She doesn't die. Wait, what? She, she died. died. She doesn't die. She can't die. <laughs> she does she die. She's permanently 16. <laughs> she exists in multiple realities. Okay, so... Kind of. So... How many theories are we you going to throw at? No! So we met Oswin, that's what we know. We met Oswin Oswald... She died. ...in the Dalek Asylum. Mm-hmm. Crash landed on a Starliner... Uh, we don't even know what year that was. Was that in the future? Or we don't even know. It was in the future, future I, think. I think. Was it? Okay. And, uh, and she was converted layers. into a Dalek and then blown up Destroyed. because the whole planet was blown up. Now now we've met her as a barmaid slash governess in 1890s London. And mm-hmm. then flash forward, we see her Running sometime later because the... No, her, I don't believe in ghosts. Right, yeah. Her tombstone is all mossy and everything so she can't see it as she walks by it and says i don't believe in ghosts (laughs) so all right so corbin is changing his prediction from clara is a vampire to clara is a ghost and what do we know about ghosts corbin (laughs) they don't exist they're aliens um remember remember, whatever it is in the hooniverse whatever it is it was an an alien. alien that's right what about light what? <laughs> that one kind of got away from you there. All right, so the game plan, guys. Next week, we have a classic Who Rewind. So uh, hopefully hopefully you guys didn't already watch this because we got a little wibbly-wobbly with our schedule. And we were supposed wibbly, to do wibbly. the classic Who first and then the Christmas. And then we got it mixed up and we just decided we were going to stay with the mix-up. So if you've gone through the entire episode that's right. not watching this <laughs> I don't remember any of this at all. I, I remember the fifth doctor in, in Androzani. Uh, so we're going to be covering the fifth doctor's serial, The Caves of Androzani. So as always, guys, follow the link on our page. And uh, that will take you over to Amazon where you can get your BritBox subscription. What we've been doing is whenever we get to a Classic Who uh, rewind, we flip BritBox back on and then we flip it back off. Um, so we end up with it for a month every time. So now I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> if we do one of these a month, <laughs> we might as well just always have it on. Um, but at any rate, that's what we've been doing. So if you guys head over to, um, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com, click on our link anywhere that you see the BritBox link, it'll take you there. Um, or you can click on our link specifically in this episode's show notes and it'll take you over there. Um, it will not charge you any differently. 
you'll pay for BritBox like you normally do. There's like a seven day free trial if you haven't ever done it before. And then it's like, uh, I don't know, seven or eight dollars a month. And if you do that and use our link, then um, we get a little bit of a uh, commission on that, but it won't change your price at all. You will be helping out the show. Uh, so remember, fifth Doctor episode, The Caves of Androzani. Follow the link, head on over to BritBox, or if you have some other way that you're doing that, um, I know we've got some overseas listeners that are probably just like, I can watch this anytime I want to on my flippity-doo. Um, <laughs> congratulations. Um, on my flippity-doo. BBC does not make it easy for us uh, Yanks to watch it. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, that would be Americans for the Americans among, <laughs> among us. All right, guys. Noobs and the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. And I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wakia.com for, uh, for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the Classic Who connection. And shout-outs to Victor and Jared for their Patreon support. You can find us at Facebook.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian or Twitter.com slash NoobsHoovian. And you can email us directly at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com. You can consider supporting us at Patreon.com slash NoobsAndTheHoovian. And uh, you can get all of these links as well as more like our show notes over at noobsinthehoovian.com. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, like us, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name's Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the, the noobs. noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Got me back on. Am I back on? Yeah. One episode to go. Beep whip. Incredible. Oh.